Alright, welcome back to the Duke Basketball Junkies. We are fresh off the uh, Duke and Canada tour. Uh, I wouldn't say fresh. Yeah, a few days later. Three days late. <laughs> uh, sorry guys, I've been a little busy. I did want to react to uh, to what, some of what we saw. I actually, um, I figured we'd kick it off. Um, I know we're both very, very excited about some of what we saw, particularly from two gentlemen named RJ and Zion on this tour. Um, and we want to talk about how, how well some of the reserves played or didn't play and uh, address those things. But I thought we'd just kick it off, you know, the first segment just about Zion Williamson and about RJ Barrett and where they might stand in Duke history in terms of the best freshman ever to step on the court at Duke. So, Peter, first blush. Uh, who, are, who are the guys that have been on the court and been the most dominant basketball players as freshmen? So not Shane Battier, who wasn't a dominant player, but he ended up being an all-time great. But who Can, are the... Yeah. Does Kyrie count? I mean, it was a truncated season. I got Kyrie on the list. He was injured. He only played like 10, 11 games. So I don't think he really ends up counting. He would have been a dom. He was dominating. He was tra- he transcended the college game, I think, a bit. Yeah. But we didn't really get to prove it. So, yeah, Kyrie counts. Jabari Parker was a stud right, right off the get-go. Okafor, stud right off the get-go. Elton Brand, another injury-shortened mm. season, but a stud you know, pretty much right off the get-go. Um, Bagley. Bagley. Wendell Carter. Eh. Wendell Carter, a little, maybe eh. less dominant at first, but he had a pretty great freshman year. And I would put Jason Tatum on the list. Uh, and Brandon Ingram as the yeah, other guy. I actually would have said Brandon Ingram over Jason Tatum. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Tatum started the year off with an injury. But... Are Zion and RJ potentially the top two on this list? And I don't think we haven't seen the other guys play yet. Cam and 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 Trey Jones were, were injured or, or were not that badly injured, but they held him out of action. Well, I think it's telling that. Um, and we've only seen that, exhibition that, that games. Potentially, they could be that from the eye test and from the numbers. And granted, they went up there half the starting lineup or more was injured, so. There were more, more shots available. More workload, like, sure. Like the, the first game, I sort of like, was sort of like uh, stink eye, like, wow, this guy, R.J. Barrett, thinks he can shoot the ball 40, 40 times a game. He, I mean, he didn't shoot that uh, efficiently, but... In the first game. Just in the first game. <laughs> I mean, he he took a lot of shots, sort of Kobe-esque, um, but it, it didn't seem like a negative high-volume player you know he's making a lot they're both really good passers these guys are incredible at basketball I don't I know the competition wasn't that fierce these guys these guys seem amazing (laughs) I I am like I I am I can't believe how good they are you know more so than RJ but I feel like RJ is going to be the man on this team somehow. Even though we also have two elite elite players, we, we have no idea what they're going to bring. Because I sort of feel like Cam Reddish is going to be my favorite player, but wow, Zion, Zion Williamson was, he's unbelievable. I'm going to say it right now. I think these are the best two freshmen we've ever had on the court. And I would only save Kyrie Irving as a guy who I would rate potentially higher than these guys I, I because would, I, we I, never I, saw Kyrie play. I would put I, Kyrie I would there. On, I would hold off on RJ. Um, I feel like he has a big range. He could be spectacular. He could have maybe a lot of these 7 for 22 shooting nights. Uh, I think you're wrong. I think RJ... I would rank RJ number one and Zion number two right now yeah. in terms of what they bring to the court because... Zion, while he, I was very impressed by his handle in general, and dribble penetration, yeah, he, body control, passing, th- rebounding, second jump, three level dunks, scorer against this competition at least. Some it was amazing goaltends, incredible, incredible all court game. I, I love the way these guys scrapped on defense. I loved how competitive they seemed to be. They didn't care that some of the other guys weren't there. They they were just there to game. They they obviously loved playing. They took almost all the shots. 
Yeah, but shouldn't they? I, mean, I don't. I don't think they they would be as ball dominant once they're surrounded by one or two guys. It sort of led me to think maybe this is the way our team should be. We should only have two superstars. Maybe five or six doesn't work as well as two. But but I want well, I want more yeah, talent on the court, yeah. of course. No, I just think I think RJ. I think RJ is just a dominator, right? And I love yes. that he gets whatever he wants whenever he wants it. And he's such like a tricky, smooth game. And if you look at his shooting percentage, I mean, he didn't shoot that well from three over the three games. Yeah. But from two, is a shot a very high percentage. Uh, free throw is a little worrisome. But it's all generated, almost all generated by him. Slashing. Yeah. With the with the ball in his hands. But he also moves, moves well. Like, you know, uh, his teammates seem to like him. Uh, it didn't seem like... You know, Marvin Bagley last year scored a lot of points, but it was a lot of it was very dependent on, um, you know, sort of off the ball stuff. These guys both with the ball in their hands just created kind of at will. But RJ more than RJ Zion more so, yeah. yeah. RJ even more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who do these guys remind you of? You got any comps? Well, uh, yes, for Zion. Zion is a bigger Charles Barkley. With Vince Carter ups. Barkley had a lot of ups when he was younger, but yeah, not 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 as high as this guy. guy. I mean, on on one one of the on one of his dunks from Jordan Goldwire, his you know it, it's it's it shouldn't be that surprising because we know yeah we know all the Instagram stuff, all yeah. the, the vertical stuff. But his head was at the rim. <laughs> I was le- I'm less impressed. I mean, we saw incredible dunking from Bagley and Carter last year. I'm a that's no. great. I expected Bagley could really dunk. Bagley, yes, Carter. <laughs> Carter was a good in-game dunker in terms of the volume of dunks. You know, he had good bounce ability. They both had great second bounce ability. We both loved Carter. I, I, I guess the difference between Carter and Zion is Car, Car, Carter was was fantastic. He was polished. He could do go right, left. He had a, an inside game, a mid-range game, and an outside game. But Zion got me off. Off my feet, he he had my jaw dropped three or four times each game. Yes, I don't think Carter ever did that. Wendell Carter is a really cool athlete, very coordinated, yeah. a little slow, really nice wingspan, all that stuff. Yeah, but Zion's Zion Carter, stuff. he reminds me of Barkley as well. And I watched a lot of Barkley growing up. I met Barkley when I was a kid. He went to he came to my basketball camp. He taught boxing out. I was a huge Barkley fan, so I've watched him his whole career. He reminds me of a young Barkley, the fearlessness, the all-court game-ish, you know, like the the passion. There's a lot of passion. Yeah. And then he also weirdly reminds me of Dominique Wilkins <laughs> in terms of like the hops and the, yeah. the fierceness. Right. And then he reminds... I like that. And he reminds me a little bit of like a Draymond. Like I loved well, all the I yeah. loved all the little things he did yes. on defense. He, he was much more skilled than I think either one of us thought in terms of passing, facilitating ball movement, dribbling. Because I, I didn't think I, w- I didn't think he could do that. Well, I knew he was a very good player, and this again, let's let's put the caveat in there. This was a low grade of competition in right. general, but but what I'm encouraged by is the way he played ball, and it wasn't just the scoring, which was fantastic. It wasn't just that he made some plays on defense, but it was it was the effort, the consistent effort, his motor, and like those little plays, he would he would keep plays alive. Yeah, yeah, you t- know, tip backs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Going out of bounds and throwing it to a place where only your teammate can get it. Just they're both pretty impressive in terms of their basketball IQ. Both of them, for sure. Um, I actually really like your comps. Um. I was like uh, Jay Jay Billis said he reminded him of Anthony Mason. I'm like Jay, that was probably the dumbest thing you've said in ten years. I mean, usually I always wait. What did he say? Billis. His con for Zion Williamson was a more athletic Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason. It's interesting. I guess there's some maybe like oversized body, a little bit yeah. short, tough. Well, you want to give Mason him was a good passer, but I mean. Hey, he's like a super athletic, slimmed down Robert Trailer. I mean, yeah. he's like a wide body. He's kind of like a like, he's just you know he's trying a little too hard to find like that comp. 
There's no comp. This yeah. guy's a one-of-a-kind player. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he did say that there's nobody like this guy. But it wasn't even the finishing above the... The finishing above the rim was fantastic. It was the motor, the, the desire to, to, to continue plays on both ends of the court, yeah. hang in there, recover, get his own miss, that kind of stuff. And then the way he finished with... Like a gentle touch on these dipsy do yeah. underhand. Yeah. Like a lot of acrobatic finishes. Yeah. Which were um, again speaks to his body control. And they're very they're both very left hand dominant, which was interesting. Uh, Zion, 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 really especially, but nobody, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see if higher level of collegiate competition, better players uh, can can stop him, can slow him down. I imagine there, it'll be harder, but. Um, so if you're the opposing coach, you got Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, Trey Jones. I don't know how they I mean, stop. How, how, I don't many, know. how many good defenders can you possibly have on your it, team? No, but nobody can defend these guys if they're if they're clicking. Our, if they're our playing problem well historically in in recent history has been: yeah. can we stop them, or are we just going to get into shootouts? These guys just seem like complete gamers, like complete gamers so. on both ends of the court. I'm super encouraged. Uh, anyone they play with. Is going to be brought up by the level of competitiveness, and I just love it. You know, uh, I really, really love RJ Barrett com- comparison. James Harden. <laughs> James Harden. Huh? huh. I don't know. That, that that didn't occur to me. I don't really. I don't really have one. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't exactly. do all the fancy one-on-one dribbling, but in terms of, I think a lot of what he gets is slashing, penetrating. Um, Seeing angles, yeah, he doesn't need a lot of space. Yeah, and he's and not. He's, he's he, but he like like he just, Harden. He's he's going to get a lot of his points at the free throw line. So yeah. hopefully he shoots better than whatever he shot in Canada. It wasn't it wasn't good, but he's going to get to the line a lot. Yeah, it seems effortless to me. I mean, yeah. for those of you who haven't watched the games and couldn't get the games on ESPN Plus, just go to YouTube and type in Zion Duke Canada. <laughs> Pull up the highlights of any game or the full team highlights or RJ Barrett, Duke, Canada. Yeah. Uh, you know, put in McGill, put in Toronto, put in Ryerson. We obviously blew out all three teams, and some games were more competitive. Than yeah, in, in I, I want to say most of the first quarters were pretty were were, um, were competitive. Yeah. For whatever reasons, each first quarter. It's hard to blow out a team like right from from the get go. Uh, I, bringing it back to sort of best freshman in Duke history, I'm going to go on record and say, and they're obviously going to play with Cam Rash, but I think these two guys are just as good as anyone we've ever seen step onto the court at Duke in terms of in terms of an all court f- game, ready to p- play and dominate as a freshman. And, and maybe I'm just like drinking the Kool Aid, but I. I think I think the talent level is comparable to Kyrie had he not been hurt. Uh, better than Okafor. Uh, different, you know, different. I think Elton Brand actually is an interesting. Like, I, there's some uh, Elton Brand moments from Zion and yeah. some of that stuff I was just talking about the competitiveness, right. the, the but, not but giving up on the plays. Athleticism. If, yeah, it's Elton almost, Brand never. It's almost like if you could take Okafor and Elton Brand and then inject it with like a. <laughs> Mason Plumley, Gerald Henderson, athleticism. Just where, every awesome player where they, just, where they can just jump so high. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and that's that's one of the great things. The the best thing I, I felt about Zion was I didn't want to go to the bathroom. I didn't want to take a break. I didn't want to surf the net because I might miss something truly spectacular that Zion's going to do. Which is and he made a play every every minute, every minute, every I mean, minute. I have, have that aspect, but this guy is taking it to another level. Yeah, I mean, Bagley didn't do it on the defensive end, and we've talked about it a lot. Uh, Bagley was obviously a special player, uh, and like an absolute, what do we call him, a T-Rex at the beginning of last year. Which guy, Bagley? Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's what I called yeah, him at the beginning we, of the year. It's yeah. like he was the alpha. The both, dragon. Yeah, both these guys are alphas, complete alphas, you know. It'll be interesting to see how they mesh with the... So, in the, mean, in the, mean, yeah. in the meantime, Alex O'Connell's out. For, he gets like elbowed in the face and breaks his eye, his orbital bone below one of his eyes. Yeah. Get well soon, Alex. We, we we love you on this podcast, and we we can't wait. We hope I, you're gonna so, be a good piece on this team. I'm I'm but, actually so as as great as great as they played. I was left 
very much wanting because I wanted to see how the team was going to be yeah, we constituted. Didn't... I want to see how minutes were going to be divided. And this gave Coach K a ton of room because he played a lot of these guys significant minutes. Um, yeah, so... Like, Cam and Trey being on the court, what's that going to do? And if those... Those are pretty much going to be the four critical guys. Do you want spacing with the shooter there with O'Connell? And I was happy that O'Connell was starting. I like Jabin. We're, we're probably going to get to Bolden. But um, we're both excited. The but but we didn't actually see anything resembling the actual Duke team this year. Even if these are the two best players, right? Because. Cam Reddish and Trey Jones are likely going are, to start. Are they critical? They're two in the They're top be really, six. Really, really important. And Alex O'Connell didn't play. Yeah. And that's basically three of our top five or six that weren't weren't there. And then, uh, you know, so, but it was interesting to see these two guys on display in all their glory. Yeah, they exceeded. They, I mean, and, they, and, they they clearly exceeded expectations. Yeah, I I was ready to launch a take about. How good an NBA player I think these guys are going to be, and whether we whether we think there's a, there's a good chance these are two of the best five Duke in the NBA players of all time, and we haven't seen Cam Reddish uh, yet. I, I will. <clears throat> I think RJ's game is more tailored for the NBA. Yeah, I mean, for me, the best all-time Duke in the NBA players are Kyrie Irving, Grant Hill, and Elton Brand, hands down. And on you know next wave is Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram. Oh, it's way too early for those guys. No, yeah, just that's the next wave coming, right? Okay. And potentially Bagley or Carter, right? Yeah. Where do these guys, like, where do I like? I was just thinking, how how would I project these guys? And you know, where, when you just line up and evaluate their NBA careers when it's all said and done. Yeah, where are these guys? Yeah, they they so, certainly can be. Maybe the best. Zion's ceiling best. has to be. I mean, it's so high. Uh, if his if the three gets there, and I mean, uh, he's the most. So, so the most I, athletic I, player in I, Duke history. Okay. Um. I don't know. He is. It, okay. I think. I mean. I mean, who 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 are the speed, power? Who are the top and five leaping. most athletic? Uh, Gerald Henderson, Corey Maggette. Uh, John, I don't Miles think Jeff. Miles even Mason. Miles was pretty. They're pretty athletic. Miles I th- was no, I think probably more athletic. Uh, I think Grant. The list has to start with Grant, Grant Hill. Hill. Like it has to start with Grant Hill. Corey McGetty's on the list. Corey McGetty is like was an absolute high flyer and freak athlete. Um, I think those two guys. I think Kyrie Irving has a different, like a slightly uh, different kind of athleticism. Yeah, but. But yeah, uh, it's you know. Like it's, I'm, I'm just talking. Wow, Bagley. Like, yeah, what, what can they do on the court that just drops your right. jaw? Bagley, Jason Williams, Grant Hill, uh, Corey Maggette. Who would you say? You had another one in there. You had Gerald Henderson and the Plumleys. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's some good athletes. Dante Jones is a really good athlete, but I don't think they compare. I think some of those guys could compare with uh, Zion's type of athleticism. Yeah. But I think Zion probably takes the cake. Highest, uh, highest vertical in Duke, Duke right. history. I, I bet I bet Zion is going to be much more dominant in college, obviously, than in the NBA. I just feel like RJ and Cam, their, their skill sets are going to be much more valued in the NBA. In the NBA, it's, it's Zion's going to go up against other freak athletes every night, whereas in college he's going up going up against much lesser athletes. I so, like I like Zion's chances actually. I, I I don't know enough about Cam Reddish. We haven't seen him play a minute at Duke. Let's just talk about RJ and Zion. Zion, gosh, Whoa. is he getting better? I mean, he must be getting better if people thought he had all these weaknesses in the game and. He just looked so good. Maybe he just was who, hot for a week. Who thought he had weaknesses? I mean, you just there's doubters. There were doubters about him. There, you know, there well, were doubters about. People, he's just an people athlete. People just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know. People just don't yeah. know, and maybe they thought he wasn't skilled. Um, his outside shooting is probably. Mm, so you know who knows. I guess the question I have going into the season is: Is this guy the best athlete in Duke history? Is he potentially? Are these guys potentially the best players in Duke history? 
And we're not going to see their whole career. We're going to see one I year. Mean, how are you going to define best? Best uh, players. Like, like best, PER for the season? Best basketball players in, in the NBA, I mean. And potentially the best freshman ever to step on the court all for us. You know, they got a chance. And that's sure. pretty exciting. Sure. I mean, um, that, that's a pretty good thing. Okay. And does this team have a chance to be one of the great Duke teams <laughs> of all time? Just relax. <laughs> hey, just relax. I mean, look at these guys, and then there's other guys that you know. I agree. Yeah, it's, I agree. they got a, they got they got that chance that we were hoping these other teams had a chance for, and hopefully they stay healthy and we get to enjoy them all year. Um, let's get into the bench because the this coaching staff had to play the entire bench, deep minutes, and we got long looks at a lot of guys. Right. And um, I am dying to hear your takes on Marcus Bolden, poor Marcus Bolden. What is going and on, Jack with White? Bolden? Talk to me, Peter. So he... Is he just not very good? I think he's just not not that good. Yeah. I mean, it took maybe like a game and a half and... and he scored zero points in Canada? I think he scored like three total points or something like that. And, you know, initially I saw him like hustling, running up and down the court. And I was like, feed the guy the ball. I mean, you can't have a big man just sprinting up and down the court and he just never touches the ball. But... The times they did try to inbound the ball to him, like he would trip over his feet or he would just let the ball slip out of his hands or he would travel. And he just seemed so clumsy and uncoordinated in in relationship to all these other guys. And then Coach K just benched him. He played 10 minutes in in two of the games where we had a short bench. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I'm tired of making excuses for him. I'm still... Still hoping it, it turns out not to be true, but you know, he had an injury issue his freshman year. Last year, he was there's these other guys, he for whatever reason, yeah, never fully, you know, sort of responded to the challenge as much as I would have liked. And now, like, we're in Canada and we're playing like jokers, we're, we're, and he we're can't, he's not teams, scoring. Three teams that are short, it's, it's not like they have bigs, right. I mean, you would think you could get a few buckets every... Uh, it's not just the buckets. Cause, all right, maybe he's not getting the ball. He definitely wasn't getting the ball, but the few times they tried to get him the ball, it was a turnover. I mean, he he quite simply doesn't seem to have just much game uh, anymore. I don't know if it's a confidence issue. I mean, I guess, you know, rankings are wrong sometimes. Yeah. And he's... I feel like this okay, game just hasn't translated. So, I don't know so what this game is. In, exactly. watch, in watching these games, I was just like, okay, I'm sorry, Marquise, but you're just you're not going to be in the rotation. Our our big's going to be Javin Delore, who's a mu- who's a much more athletic big guy. He scored zero points, by the way, in Canada, and he played according to the box scores. And he's played a 39 minutes in three games. He had three rebounds in each game, so it's not like he's a complete non-presence on the boards, but. You know, he had a couple block shots, but I mean, basically a non-factor. Yeah. Like zero point. It was, this guy was it's, a it's top. A, it's a sad tale. Yeah, it's dude, a sad a, tale. He's a he's, junior. He's dropped off the draft boards. Um, he was replaced by Javin Delore as a late second round pick, not this upcoming draft, but the following draft. I don't think he would be drafted if the NBA draft was four rounds, and he came out this year. Or, you know, so, I just the game has moved away from this type yeah, of player, but I, the college game has. It. I feel bad for him. I feel bad too. I mean, I, so what? What I was thinking was, I mean, should this guy transfer? He should absolutely. What's transfer. What's, what's he gonna do? I mean, if if we if all he cares about is basketball, he might. Now, you know, maybe there's some small issue we're unaware of that affected his play last week. So we'll still throw the caveat like out there that like injury. we'd love to be proven wrong. We have no idea. We're not in the yeah. The team meeting. We don't know what's going you on. You just tell by watching the games. I mean, that's all we have. Justin Robinson got more minutes than he did. Justin Robinson was another person who had a rough, had a rough trip. Yeah, I mean, but Justin Robinson's not supposed to be talented. He was barely, it's very, very he's lately. supposed to be talented? Your dad's one of the top 25 nah, players I mean, of all time? He's a walk on on our team. I think they, he's now a scholarship player. Yeah, but he's not, there's not, no expectations there. Okay. Um, this guy was a Mar- Marcus Bolden for 
maybe you're tuning in and you, you haven't been like following Duke much. Maybe you're, you're tuning in because you love Zion, Zion and you're now a Duke fan, right? I saw a lot of posting about, man, I wish I could watch Zion and root for him, but he, too bad he's on Duke on Twitter. That kind of takes. So maybe maybe you've turned to the dark side and you've uh, come onto the bandwagon. You know, me and you, we went to Duke. We, we have a right to root for the team. But anyone who's listening... Welcomed on the bandwagon. <clears throat> Enjoy the season. It's going to be incredible. But to, to go back to your point, Bolden three, was a top 15, top 20 recruit. He's a five-star guy. He was ranked in the top 15. Five-star guy. Yeah, he, McDonald's he, All-American. He was, I think leaning towards Kentucky, and then last minute, he just came out of no, nowhere, decided to come to Duke in a year where we're getting a bunch of big guys. I was crying about him not getting more minutes his freshman year. And he hasn't shown any progression. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's just a head... Head scratching, puzzling type of for situ- sure situation. It's especially, I mean, I understand coaches blow a lot of smoke, but Coach K is like, "Oh, Mark Weiss is going to be one of the best big guys in the country." I mean, wh- what's what, happening? What's this guy talking about? Well, he must be doing something in practice that doesn't translate to games. It, it's it's yeah, it's very unusual. Didn't somebody else say that in practices, Bolden's like the best player. I, I want to say maybe Ricky Price. Or, or one of the I don't know if he's the that. best player. We've had great players on the team the last couple of years, but he's but saying he's been he's, good. He's been dominant in practice, but doesn't translate to games. You know, maybe maybe he has some type of you know stage fright or yeah, something. something. Who knows? Who knows? But here's the thing: we don't need him. We. The, the cold, hard truth is Marquise... We don't need him. We don't need him. In fact, we probably don't need a lot of these guys. But we found out a lot about some of these guys who we didn't know anything about. I enjoyed watching Jordan Goldwire play. I always thought he was pretty serviceable. And he fit in. Yeah. He's playing solid D. He passes the ball. He doesn't turn it over much. He's long. He defends. He, yeah. He looks to direct the ball towards all... All the great players that are around him maybe tries a little bit too hard to make the fantastic alley oop pass to design, which you know he'll get plenty of. We need Jordan Goldwires. I am glad he's on the team. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get this year, but I know if they need him, he's going to come in and and you know play some version of a mature basketball game. Right, he's a team player, and I don't know. He might end up being a pretty good player at Duke when it's all said and done. Not a star. Uh, you have more about Jordan Goldwire? I just thought I'd throw him out there. Yeah, I, I wonder if he's going to be uh, Coach K's go-to backup point guard or if Coach K, when uh, Trey Jones sits, is just going to put the ball in R.J. Barrett's hands. I don't I don't think he's going to be ball dominant ever, right? He doesn't need to be. Right. But he can guard he can guard the one-two spots. So he, he can just – he can be a guard on the court that – isn't taking shots, that can play defense, that can move the ball around, and ideally he becomes a decent enough three-point shooter that it spaces the floor. Right. If he can if he can do that, that's all we need from him, and he'll be a very useful player all his years at Duke, especially this year. Uh, and I hope he gets there, and I'm excited that he has a chance. Um, and speaking of guys who... I wasn't sure if had a chance. Uh, Jack White, <laughs> who's a junior, yes. Goldwater is a sophomore, yes. and very, very lightly recruited. He was like a shocking scholarship offer last year. They added to the class. Let me throw let me throw something out at you, uh, Mike. Yeah, Jack White is going to have a C on his jersey. I would, I would, I, I could, I could. That's an interesting thing. That's a possibility. That's definitely a possibility. After Bolden transfer, see with- the guy with the most. Is Buckmeyer going to have a C? Along with Javin Delorier, those are those are the two captains. Okay, I think I I bet you Coach K makes R.J. Barrett a, a captain. Sure. What do you want about calling it now? <laughs> no, I'm not going to bet anything. <laughs> but if there was ever a freshman, I mean, he's clearly going to be the leader on the court. The guy with the is he? I think so. I mean, Trey, maybe I don't. I haven't okay. seen Trey Jones play, um, but. He's, there, there was a there was one moment I think in the third game where he had like a tiny tiny little meltdown where he let his emotions get to him. He he flung the ball out of out of out of he just a little bit of negative energy. But again, he's eighteen, you know. Yeah, I mean he's he's also he's also from Canada. Right. This is like obviously very important to him to show out well there. And there were there were crowds. And there were people there for him. 
at yeah. every stop. I mean, all, there were a lot of Duke. All his family, yeah. all his parents, teachers, coaches, ex-teammates, ex everyone yeah. came out. Yeah, well, and sure. he's a bit of the national pride right now of Canada on some level. Yeah, I've I mean, seen, I Steve know. Nash is the best all-time player from there. Yeah. But I didn't know he played on the Canadian national team this summer with NBA players. Dylan Brooks, mm -hmm. Kelly Olynyk. I mean, they're not superstars, but they're still in the NBA. He was the go-to guy. He led the team in scoring. Well, And he led the under-18 team to a gold medal against Team USA led last by, year. Led by Calipari, which is right. probably a good reason <laughs> why he chose Duke, Duke over Kentucky. So, you know, I, I got I got nothing bad to say about RJ. and He seems really mature. I mean... His, what dad, a, his dad seems really mature. He just steps uh, up on big yeah. stages, obviously. In that third quarter where he sat down with Jay Bellis, where Rowan Barrett, I mean, he just seemed very, very focused. I mean, he was yeah. having a conversation with Billis and... and um, the other guy, but he was focused on the game. I can see where R.J. Barrett's focus comes from. Back to Jack White. Jack White played really well. He, he Jack does, White played pretty well in spots last year. His plus-minus yeah. numbers were good. He does a lot of good things in addition to scoring. You he know, can hit a three. He's he's supposedly the best three-point shooter on the squad. He's a good three-point um, shooter. But he did a lot seemingly. of like, rebounding, uh, loose good rebounder. ball stuff. You know, just... Team basketball, he was he was good at. He still strikes me as slow and unathletic, but he. I don't think he's that unathletic. I think he's actually a pretty big leaper. He's a really good rebounder. He's a strong dude. I think he knows how to play basketball. He's definitely a strong dude. I think he knows how to play. I think he knows yeah. how to be a part of a team. I I can see him having sort of like a, a senior voice. He's a junior, but yes, we need to. And. What I mean is upperclassmen, upper, voice yeah, older voice. When when it's just all freshmen, some like I, th I think Javin is going to have a very very strong voice this season. Yeah, Jack White works hard on the court in the games. I notice. Yeah, and I appreciate the way he plays. I I hope he gets minutes. I think he will. He's probably like the eighth guy, um, but I could see yeah. him getting more minutes this year than Bolton, and that is you know. Kind of rooting for it, maybe. Um, Delaria, Javin. Played well. I thought Javin was great. Yeah. I thought he was great. I thought he was vocal. He rebounded. Uh, set picks. Cleaned up the glass. He's going to have a lot of easy... Because people are going to play off... His defender's going to play off him a lot. Because he's going to be surrounded by four superstars. He's going to get a lot of easy buckets. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's his job. Yeah, he's the one guy on the court, and he, you know, he, he performed pretty well in this little exhibition tour against inferior athleticism, but he, you know, I think he's mature. I think he, I, I agree, he's, he's a bit of a leader. He's an effort player. Between him and Goldwire and Jack White, we have as many minutes as we need from those kinds of effort players. Yeah. Now we're going to surround them with the talent, and I include, uh, you know, the question is, is, is there enough playing time for uh, Joey Baker? Is there enough playing time for Joey, Joey Baker, Baker and Alex O'Connell? Joey Baker was pretty impressive. What did you think of Joey Baker? Joey Baker's the other, him. the unheralded freshman in the I, class. I, I liked him, and I and I and I thought and hoped he stays four years. Might be a four-year player. He's a nice shooter, a nice-looking shooter. Good shooter. He's he's tall. He was a little hesitant at. First. The first game he looked like a deer in headlights. The second and third game it seemed like like he's another guy who knows how to play basketball. And is he um, even eighteen? He might be seventeen still. He re he reclassified. Yeah, I I would guess he's eight eighteen. Um, going back to Javin, I think he needs to be the twenty ten Lance Thomas of this team. Okay. I hope he's better than Lance Thomas. <laughs> Lance Thomas he's is always underselling Lance Thomas. Lance Thomas, he just, well, yeah, he won just won the national championship. Yeah, I mean, the linchpin of one of the best defenses Duke has seen. Very good defensive player, good screen setter. Yeah, you know, just. I mean, that's the role that. Didn't Jack rebound. Didn't pass. Didn't score. Didn't need him to on those teams. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna need guys like that. Guys that are taken out the trash, and. Yes, garbage man. And I'm ready for our stars to play like they want to take out the trash too. And I see these two guys doing that. Last year, our stars did not take out the trash. Yeah, they did not. They were not handy men. 
They just wanted to do their thing. Right. Uh, right. So Joey Baker, we think, has a shot, right? A real shot to be a, a, yeah. a good um, role player on the team. You know, I, I think scoring. the coaches will probably Shoot. have a frank conversation with him, right? They're like, you could redshirt, save one, one more year. He doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to leave early for the NBA. He seems like a good, solid player. Um, I mean, I, I think he's... I think he's pretty good. I hope he doesn't redshirt. It'd be nice to have some depth on the on the bench. Yeah. If, if what you know, if injuries come, we going looking at all the superstars. There's still a lack of uh, three point shooting. What's that's we need Alex O'Connell and Joey Baker to be that, and if and if um, Jack White's going to get minutes, he can be that. Yeah. And I know Cam Reddish is going to be able to shoot the three. Uh, and it looks like Zion and RJ are going to be willing three point shooters. Not shy. They're yeah, they're going to be willing. Yeah. yeah, and their percentages were not that bad. Um, right? Uh, RJ's was bad. I mean, not that bad, you know. 27, 28%. Was that what it was? Okay. That's not good. That's a, that's a trade of vowel numbers. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, I'm yeah. sure it's better than that. It will yeah, be better than that. It, of course. I, it's hard to shoot that badly. It's hard. Uh, yeah, 20, Rank of, Rank of six, is... 6 of 21. 28%. Okay. Yeah. Nine, thirty-three percent. Three of nine. Yeah. Thirty. If Zion can shoot thirty-three percent, that'll be fantastic. Yeah. It's just enough to have them respect it. Joey Baker, five of eleven, forty-five percent. So obviously those are large sample sizes. Brennan Bassard, two of three. Brennan Bassard, <laughs> sign him up. Uh, the only guy we didn't talk about is Vrankovic, who played he, pretty well. His that but, third game, great. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's like I mean. Who can we think about? Like maybe Matt Christensen, Matt Christensen, like a tall, stiff, white dude. He just rebounds. He makes the buckets that, you know, open buckets, glue guy, and that's it. But yeah, he, he he's, played well. He's a leader. He's a guy that could have a C he's on his jersey, potentially. Possibly, but I mean, he's we don't probably know never going to play. Uh, I could see, you know, it, it could he'll happen. Not, he'll never play. So here's the lineup, right? Cam Reddish, Trey Jones, uh... Zion, RJ Barrett, and the fifth guy is either maybe Alex O'Connell. I think it's Alex O'Connell, right? I think it'll be Jevin Delorier. Or Jevin. And then or Jevin. depending on what the opposing team is, you know, if you need sure. a shooter or if you need defense and size. Okay. And then Alex O'Connell or Javin coming off the bench. Maybe Joey Baker, if he's eligible. Maybe Bolden I, I, claims I, some minutes. I maybe just, not. I just don't know about Bolden. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh I'm hoping Jack White gets some minutes. Yeah. And, maybe, yeah, there's not maybe, a lot of room for a Brankovic. Goldwire. Yeah, Goldwire. Yeah, I think I think you're right. If everybody's healthy, I don't see Brankovic playing. Even though he looked good in Canada, it was against that <laughs> against kind of competition. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So, um, but I was I was happy to see these guys get minutes, and, and pl- most of them play pretty decently well. So the only guy we were, like, super disappointed in was Bolton, right? Uh, Justin Robinson. Yeah, I, I had no expectations of Justin. I'm never disappointed in Justin Robinson. You know. What if he shot 20 made, times instead of 10 times and made one shot? He made two consecutive threes against Pitt last year on the road, and it's all I ever need is like do that once a year, like in some garbage minutes when we're up 30. That's Justin Robinson is not going to be a factor. Justin Robinson yeah. brought uh, Javin Deloria with him to San Antonio over the summer, and Deloria worked with David Robinson the whole summer. There you Post go. moves. Uh, shooting, yoga, kickboxing, all that good stuff. You know, I love yoga, Peter. That's great. You need some yoga in your life. I could use I could <laughs> use some stretching. <laughs> really good. Uh, okay. Well, I think that 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 kind of wraps the discussion. Um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm it, it's almost nice for the podcast for us and for everybody <clears throat> that we didn't get overloaded with watching all the freshmen play at once. We got to know these two guys and Joey Baker. Pretty well, and by the way, if you guys haven't seen and you know if you haven't seen the games, they still have them up on replay on ESPN Plus. It's a little tricky getting there. You can sign up for a free trial, and um, you basically have to go into replays. You have to choose basketball, and you have to surf back to like the weekend's dates. The games don't post on the date that they were played. They post a day or two later when they are posted as replays. So, a little trick for you if uh, if you want to go back and watch the games, but 
you can probably just watch highlights on YouTube, and it's that's pretty good too. Also, you probably want to hold on to ESPN Plus since they're going to do a Earn Everything eight episode little mini series about Duke basketball in October and November. I think. Good point. Um, you feel dirty at all about ESPN being in bed with Coach K and Duke basketball? You don't yeah, care. I, I, don't, I don't care. You don't I, don't care. Mean, I don't even notice. You don't care that Kentucky and UNC also had an international trip and no one knows anything about that? Uh, I mean, was Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett on those teams? I mean, is it. You don't care that LeBron, other coaches are saying, of course Coach K gets every uh, top recruit because ESPN just tees it up for him. Uh, LeBron's high school games are televised, you know, because ESPN is promoting things that people want to see. People are signing up for that ESPN Plus site to, to watch these guys, you know. Horse before the cart, the rich, cart before the horse. Dude, I the, mean. the rich get richer. It's not, you know, it, of course it's not. It doesn't seem fair. Like, we have an embarrassment of riches, and we've been tortured the last couple of years because we yeah, felt... Real tortured. We felt... Real like, tortured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you spoiled, spoiled fan. Not tortured, like, in terms of wins and losses, just in terms of expectations versus uh, results, the play on the court. I love that these guys look like they can really play ball, and they play competitively. They play... All court. I think. I effort. Think, I think this year is going to be fun. Um, um, I, I think. I think we're in for a treat. Amen. Uh, hopefully, it, it comes to fruition, and nobody breaks their foot in the next two months. I've had a yeah. lot of foot breaks from uh, I, uh, <laughs> from people over the. I really want to see obviously Trey play and Cam Reddish play, and to see all four of them play together. And I also really want to see what kind of stepped up role Alex O'Connell was going to take in terms of is he going to seek his shot more in a game I, I really want to see that now we're going to have to wait till November long yeah. long time but I like that I like that there's a tease we didn't get all the information but we got enough like we turned over two it's like we got dealt a five card poker hand and we turned over two aces and we haven't even looked at the other three cards <laughs> and guess what it's a pinochle deck because we're Duke that's what's going on um, all right, changing. Uh, I had one other topic that we could quickly uh, hit on. Uh, there was an article today on uh, cleaningtheglass.com. Uh, let me let me stop you. Yeah, please. before before yeah. we do that, let's what do a got? fun little activity okay. where I put you on the hot seat. All right, hit me. Are you ready? It's a series of questions. Not ready. Go ahead. True or false? Coach K promised RJ and Rowan Barrett this Canada trip while recruiting him. While recruiting him, I don't know when he committed. When did he commit? Because they had the Puerto Rico trip. I think, I think Trey was first. Was it Puerto Rico? They had yeah, a, but I think it was in the fall. Trey, Trey was fall. first, then Cam, and then I believe it was RJ. I'll say true. I like it. I like <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know. Over under 2.5 2019 NBA draft pick for Zion. Does he go later than 2.5 or does he go higher than 2.5? Uh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I, I think he goes later than two point five, and it's a mistake. <laughs> it's a mis- it's a mistake. So you would take RJ first, Zion second. I think there's a few guys. There's a who's the guy on UNC? Nasir Little. Nasir Little's supposed to go in the top two. Yeah. Uh, Cam Reddish is supposed to go in the top five. There's one international guy that's yeah, French uh, guy. There's some French guy who's yeah. Right we don't know. There's usually one guy that just pops out of nowhere. Like and there's the top yes. 15, 20 guys there's always pops. one guy that just comes out of nowhere, and all of a sudden DeAndre Ayton's the number one pick. No, like, no, no, like no. Everybody, he didn't come he, out of nowhere. Out of, I'm talking about Trey Young and uh, Markel Fultz. Even though they didn't really come out of nowhere, yeah, they're five star guys, but they were like no. top ten. Trey top Young 10 came guys. out of nowhere relatively. Trey Young was. Marco Fultz, Marco Fultz did not come out of nowhere. They were talking about him possibly being that guy before the year. It was a big mm. deal that he went to Washington. Okay. okay. Nothing, nothing fishy there about that Washington program. Odds of Duke going undefeated or one loss this season? God, this is the same. Every year we get this so grossly wrong. Oh, oh, I didn't get it wrong. <laughs> I did not get this question wrong. Well, we don't know if I got it wrong. I'll give you a, perc- a percentage. Like... I think I was more probably right. 
results oriented much. Basically, this is a, this is like a eye test. It's all about the eye test, Mike. So, That's all we have. You know, it was about health two years ago. We did weren't healthy. Uh, we had this conversation after the uh, Phil Knight. Uh, Last year Nike. was about whether the guys were that good, and it turned out they weren't that good at basketball. Even though they were super talented, competition is pretty decent in the college basketball. Um, I'll say, um, I'll say eighteen percent. Are you joking? No, I wanted to say higher. So eighteen so percent that we go undefeated or we or, lose, or lose one, one game. I think this team has a a, a, a punching wow. a puncher's chance of being the wow. one of the best two or three Duke teams of all time. I think it has. I don't know how good these other guys are. I think it has. Okay, first of all, these to, two guys to might answer be the question, NBA Hall of Famers. My number was two percent, <laughs> which for me is really high because last year when we were nine and 10 and I said under one percent. I think it's about two percent. If they, if these two guys stay healthy, considering no one ever goes undefeated ever, like just never happens. Yeah, barely. Right. It usually doesn't happen. <laughs> Pretty much never happens. So I just, just consider that. Uh, you were saying something. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's true, but college basketball is watered down from where it was, and these guys are so talented. If Cam Reddish is as good as he might be, and Trey Jones is as good as he might be, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't... How could this team not just... I, I mean, uh, the over-under... Roll I'd, the table. Yeah, the, what's, what's the phrase? Roll the... Roll the run the table. Run the table. Yeah, what's wrong with you? The, uh, the over-under on win-loss is probably, like, the media... Uh, the, the Don't median, yourself. It's it's, pro, it's probably like four losses, so I'll take over two or three. There's I'll a pretty take, easily if they're that four. good. If yeah. they're that good, okay. Okay. I don't know. Just these two guys and a bunch of scrubs. If the other recruit Trey Jones turns out only to be as good as like Trey Deval, yeah, and he might that might be that might be likely. I mean, freshmen are usually not this good, right? So I don't know. Two more questions. Yeah. you're doing great. What are the odds R.J. Barrett does not lead this team in field goal attempts per game? Wow, that was like a weird double, ne- like a negative way to ask the question. Uh, R.J. Barrett will lead this team in field goal attempts per game. Like, just, there's no question. Yeah, 70, 78% chance. 78%? Alex O'Connell's not doing it. I, you know, the old, who are the, who I, are the guys? I, I, Zion so and I think it's, Cam? I think it's way higher than 78%. Yeah, it's high. No, I think it's, I think it's much higher than seventy-eight percent. There's like a five to ten percent chance he gets injured, barring injury, <laughs> barring anything funky. Sure. I mean, I I would put it at north of ninety-five percent. Was a very very good chance. He's, I, he's the alpha. He's he's the go-to scorer, yeah. initiator. Go get us a bucket. Go get fouled or get a bucket. That's well, that's his role. I will say this against McGill. Zion had twenty-three field goal attempts. RJ had 16. They're both big okay. numbers. Okay. But the previous two games, <laughs> RJ Barrett put on his best Kobe Bryant retirement game no, no, uh, no, performance. No. Uh, let me just shoot it every time. RJ is going to be sharing the ball in terms of like being ball dominant with Trey Jones and a bit with Cam Reddish. Right. But no one's duplicating what Zion's doing. Right. So that's, that's kind of why. But it's know. still a lot of Zion's baskets are very much... Garbage. Did I mention he was passes. 15 for 23 from the field with over three from three? So that means he was 15 for 20. I mean, from two. From two. Yeah. And by the way, he had 13 rebounds. But RJ got into a facilitating three role. Three steals. He, was, he passed out 10 assists. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, I mean, that I think that's going to be one, like, that's probably going to be the biggest determining factor for how far this team goes is how are they, how are these puzzle pieces going to fit together? You yeah. know, like, how ball dominant does Cam Reddish or Trey Jones have to be? How, how are they going to share? Hopefully, it's just beautiful, beautiful basketball like the Golden State Warriors a few years back, where it was just musty TV and ball was just zipping around like crazy. I'm praying that that's what it's like. It's going to be great. It's going to be great this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final question. These guys are going to lift all boats. I, I think RJ, 95%, he leads the team field goal attempts. Okay. Would you take UNC getting two to one odds? To have a better ACC tournament seating, I I don't know enough about UNC. UNC. Uh, Talk to me about UNC. Luke May, Luke Cam May. Johnson. Okay. Um, 
They have a big. They have Nasser Little. Nasser Little. Um, Seventh Woods. I think they have like three or four critical guys who are veteran. Right. Luke May is a preseason All American. Yeah. Come on. Uh, but he's going to be a very good college basketball this player this year. Um, you know, they have a much better coach than we do. You know, <laughs> Kenny Williams was the guy whose name I forgot. Did you know Sean May is the director of operations for, for UNC, UNC basketball team? So he's like not a coach yet, but yeah, guess, he's, he's, he's on the bench and he looks huge. He's he looks a big like man. He's pushing 400 pounds. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about UNC. I mean, I like our chances. They have, they're going to have, I mean, real, they, they're gonna have they, a real good team. They're going to be a top gonna team. They're going to be very good. They're going to be very yeah. experienced. They're both going to have top 10 teams. I, I like our chances. So, so you think we're prohibitive favorites? Like, we're easily going to be. I think one, we're favorites. Seed, maybe two seed. Because you know Virginia's going to bring Virginia's going to be Virginia good. Virginia always brings yeah. it. Uh,. Yeah, I mean, you know, I really don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't and know. That's why I'm asking yeah. the question. That we're just speculating. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'll take Duke. I'll take this team. You take Duke and lay the uh, minus two hundred. Which means, if you don't know what that means, that means yeah. Mike thinks Duke is over sixty six point six percent to have a higher ACC tournament seating than than UNC. Minus two hundred always sounds like more than sixty six point six seven percent. You know, just because the idea of Losing twice as much as you'd win. Yeah. You know, it's one of those like tricks of probability. Yeah. Well, th- this is a storyline that, that is going to flesh itself out over the season is we're ridiculously talented, but we're also very, it's young talent young. and very literally zero experience playing, which is why this trip was so great, even though it's just exhibition games. They're playing with each other, they're seeing tendencies, they're, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, the games weren't that competitive. I'd like to see Cam Reddish and Trey Jones play with the team before I really just say, hey, we're the best this year. I, and we're going to go 38-2. and two. All I know is I've looked at two aces and I have three more cards. <laughs> and it's a pinochle deck. Yeah. That's I what I, I know. I know deck is. You don't? No. Only nines through aces. All face cards and nines. Okay. That's a pinochle deck. 48 cards. Okay. 48? You get two of every suit. Just okay. Like double hearts, double diamonds, double clubs. Yeah, I mean, it just you know, it speaks to one and done, young, ridiculous talent versus established veteran, you know, teams. You yeah. Know, who's who? Because it, it wasn't just that you know we were nitpicking last year's team and Bagley and and Trey Duval, but it was also that other teams in the in the league and across the nation are really good. They're very very. There's good. There's some really good teams. You know? Last year's guys weren't that good at basketball. They weren't that good at playing basketball games competitively <laughs> when it was all said and done, despite the enormous talent on the roster. And our Achilles heel was that we weren't that good. Okay? As a team. It's that we had to we play zone defense. We were, yeah, we, we had to, you know. This team. Pretty raw. A, this, point guard. this team has the potential to be scary. Let me ask you this. I'll ask you this question. Uh, I'll throw it back at you, okay? Fab Five Michigan team. Sub Duke out of the ACC this year. Bring in that year's Michigan team. As incoming freshmen? Yeah. Okay. No, the whole the whole roster. Sub right. out the whole roster. Right. Yeah, Chris Weber, Juwan Howard, Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson, Jackson and Dugan Fife. Dugan Fife coming off the bench. Rob Palenka? There you go. You beat me. Uh they lost 11 games that year. Yeah, we'll give them Coach K as the coach. We'll give them the Duke coaching staff. But those guys coming in, would you predict they'd be better than a 2-1 to favorite to be a higher seed than UNC this year in the ACC? Chris Weber, Jalen Rose. <laughs> 2 one hour. They lost 11 games that year. So I would say... Well, that was when guys stayed in college three, four years. Like NBA players did. They played a Duke team that year, do you remember? Yeah. A Duke team that year had, you know, senior a senior laden junior that year, team. I think. Yeah, but like it was a different sort of uh, calculus then. Now anyone. I, I think you're overseeing the calculus, but yeah. Okay. I, I, I take your point. Okay, so you would take UNC plus two hundred against uh, the Fat Five. <laughs> I think I would. Luke Mack. With with this Duke team, I feel like I would lay it. I would. Oh, I you think, would. I think Duke's over. 
I think Duke's a big fave to be seated higher than, than uh, UNC. Who would you take, just neutral, starting a team? Jalen Rose and Chris Webber or Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett? That's freshman. Webber and Rose. I love yeah. Rose. Yeah, I might. I love Webber. I'd probably take Webber and Rose too. Actually, yeah. I, I love Webber. I, I, love <laughs> I mean, Webber was so fantastic. That's one of the best freshman combos ever. Um, yeah, that might temper my sort of. In, maybe the, I mean they're young, but we've and, ne- Duke. And, and, Duke's never had a player as good as Chris Webber. Period. Never had a freshman as good as Chris Webber. Duke has never had a player as good as Chris Webber. I uh, Grant Hill as a senior was better than Chris Webber as a freshman, right? But okay. but we have never had a, a guy come in as a I, freshman actually, as actually, good as Chris. I, I dis- Elton Brand. I, I disagree with that. Okay, was Elton Brand as good as Chris Webber as a freshman? I mean, I no, dude. Jason Tatum, Bagley, no. Jabari Parker. Bagley probably was better his freshman year than Chris Webber. Nah, dog. Whoever knew how to play basketball, like really knew how to play. He was, really knew how to call timeouts. I mean, come on, come on, come on, come on, dude. He really knew how to throw the his the booster at at, at whoever under the bus. You're insane. And, and then uh, <laughs> just just stop being friends with his boys. Yeah, no, I mean Bagley's probably like a like a overall less uh, less weird guy, uh, maybe. But I, I don't think anyone's ever been as good as Chris Webber. Kyrie Irving had a shot as a freshman. Okafor was pretty damn good, but Webber was better. Webber was better. Jalen Rose. Maybe. I mean, uh, maybe it's just your memory. Yeah, that's you know? the way I remember. Maybe I remember. if we look up the stats right now, they, they won't be that impressive. <laughs> All right, last item of business. Chris Webber, freshman college stats. We're going to have a Fab Five this year. You know, this is – we're going to end up making this comparison. Chris Webber was pretty good. Uh, on Probably a, not as good as you thought, right? Yeah, 55% from the field. 49% free throw shooter. 15.5 points, 10 rebounds, okay. 2 assists, 2.5 blocks. I'll take Jabari's year over that year. Nah, I'll take Chris Webber. I'll still take Chris Webber. But, uh, I mean, he was on a team with a lot of other talent. They, they were blowing teams out. I don't know. And also losing 11 times. They've this 11 times? Yeah. Maybe you're right about everything, Peter. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it for me. I've had one too many uh, Chick-fil-A diet lemonades. Uh. <laughs> um, also, uh, Coach K's pressers, very interesting. Oh, give he's, me he's like a, he's, give he's, me a minute on Cr- like, Coach he's, K's presser. He's losing it a little bit. I didn't watch. I didn't even watch he's, it. He's well, losing tell me. it a little bit. What, how so? Uh, one, he's like he's very heavy-handed. With junior uh, sports writers, they ask him, which I, I think could, I, I feel like are totally reasonable questions, and he just like strong arms them. What you know, question like, did they ask? That he thought was inappropriate. They're, they're asking about Bolden, and they're steering him towards like, "What's up?" And he just cuts him off. He's like, "What did you see?" He's like, "What you saw is what I saw," you know. And I'm just like, "Dude, what, what's wrong with you?" You know, like I he has to ask the question. That's his job, right? Another sports writer asks him. Is that is that the worst thing? What did you see? Yeah, what you saw is I saw. Like he didn't play. That's yeah. He's saying he didn't he's play well. Get better. But he doesn't. But he didn't want to say out loud. Gee, Bolden really played badly. I was very disappointed. I saw what you saw. Is sort of an interesting way to do it. But yeah, you know. I mean, it's it's heavy handed. I mean, I remember him making some remarks about Dean Smith when Dean Smith was literally the god of college basketball. And he's become that guy now. He's the but he's the mama bear a little bit, and he's he's being protective. He, he's he's in a role where like everyone has to laugh at his jokes. You know, no one can ever like question him. You know, he's just he's reached a certain. But they're there in an another, exhibition another tour. Someone's asking says, him to criticize a player who's got to be super disappointed in how the tour turned out for him. What's he supposed to do? How, what, what would you like him to say? Uh, not what he said. What would you? Give me the answer. And let's say you're Give a sports writer and, and you want to ask about, hey, what are your thoughts on Marquise Bolden? Not, what did you see? I mean, I guess, I got, I'll got. i answer my own question. He could have said... He needs to play better. He could have said... I need to see more. I wish he had played a little better. I know he can play better. I expect him to play better. 
once this, you know, in a, in a couple of months. Yeah. That would be a good answer. But I just thought about it for three minutes, you know? Right. Coach K just reacts. You know, he's a little emotional. So what else? What other questions so, did he so know? So reporter asked him about, <laughs> it, must have, it must have felt so good to see Brendan Bassero walk on going to the game and nail a three. And uh, Coach K immediately says, I don't want to talk, I, I don't want to talk about Brendan Bassero. Uh, I don't want to single out players. I mean, if you want to single somebody out, let's talk about Mike Buckmeyer. Mike Buckmeyer took organic chemistry at Duke over the summer and still practiced and worked out with the team. So I don't know if he was, like, taking a shot at Brendan Bassett for, like, maybe not fulfilling his upperclassmen walk-on team duties and roles instead of doing the walk-on. Like, so, the charity so work. this reporter just Brendan locked, up, the, the charity locked up a guy, question yeah. to Coach K. Like, yeah, maybe Coach K could just mention walkonamerica.org. You know, like, but, like, I just thought that was really weird that, one, he... Well, that does sound weird. I mean, that sounds weird. Weird. But later... How many, how many times did you watch it? Both times, one time. But but, but later on, I, I just thought that was weird as if, like, I, I felt like for him to answer in that way, he was upset with Brennan Bastard for some reason. But... I don't know. Would he reveal that, like, in such a clumsy way? It, it was it was weird, but then you know, like there there are other things like um, uh, your coaching staff is is missing Jeff Cable, you know, and he was just like, look, we're not we're not talking about Jeff Cable. Look, we're thinking about Jeff Cable as much as Jeff Cable is thinking about Duke, which is you know, and like after the initial jolt and shock, like he's he's like, we love Jeff Cable, but in college basketball, you can't look in the rearview mirror. You gotta look forward, you know. So like it it makes sense. And that's totally fine. But the Brennan Bachelor part, like, really rubbed me the wrong way. So you think he's, like, sort of giving candid defensive, like, the defensiveness is honest, and then he get, gathers himself, and he sometimes will give a better answer. But I, I, I had no issues with it. He strange. also said the same thing, because somebody asked a question about Grayson Allen and the lack of leadership. He's like, look, I want to talk about this team. I want to focus on us. Like, I can't be worried about Grayson Allen. We love him, you know, but this is a new team. I didn't have any issues with anything he said, except I, I thought, like, the Brennan Bass thing was was that is weird. Was absurd. It's strange. It was absurd. Uh, yeah. Uh, you sure you you saw the whole press conference? It wasn't like edited. I watch every single. <laughs> 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 Mike, I'm a junkie. I can't get enough of this stuff. Uh, all right, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Coach K is going to Coach K. I guess I don't. I don't really know what to make of his. Uh, some of his interviews, press conference stuff. He, he was also sometimes. he was very mum on because they were asking him about like uh, leadership and captaincy, and he was very mum on. He's like, "Look, that's all still playing out. I don't want to talk about leadership." Um, what did he want to talk about? Canada. You guys were great. These teams were great. They were well coached. They they fought. They were competitive. Toronto was fantastic for us. Vancouver was fantastic for us. You know, you know, coach speak. Gotcha. He said Jack White was great. Oh, he did. <laughs> he said RG was great. Zion was great. All right. that good stuff. Cool. It was a it was a great little preview of the season. Like, even though I knew it was coming, it was still unexpected. How you, much you I enjoyed it. You and I are it. both more excited, probably than the, the previous two years. One because of the caliber of the players, but also because we don't get to see the team at this point in yeah. time. <clears throat> Yeah, it was it's it's uh, it's pretty exciting. We got our two aces. We're waiting on the other cards, and uh, you know, might be four aces. Um, you, you think Cam is gonna be one of the top two players on the team? You don't think so? I, I just I can't imagine anyone's as good as the two guys we've seen. <laughs> right? I mean, everybody's an underdog to be as good as those two guys have shown to be in this preview, and you know. Maybe Zion won't be as good. Quite uh, the polish might come off a little bit against higher level competition. Uh, of course, I, it, a little bit. But these guys aren't going to walk on water all year. But I, I feel like RJ is going to come down a little bit relative to our expectations, and I feel like Zion is he's going to because Zion. I just feel like he's going to. I'm just going. I'm going with my read, and my read at this point is these two guys are ridiculous. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Two complete alphas. We're we're in good shape. We are not going to be a bad. We're not going to be bad at basketball this year. And I'm going to really enjoy watching. We this made team. the final five last year. 
<laughs> we almost made the final I mean, four. We should have been in the final four. Yeah, we we, had we a, could have knocked up Villanova, been national champions. Could have happened. Could've we happened, had, we had a chance. You know? Yeah, we've got to be favored over Michigan in the title game. Michigan, Michigan played well. They they played basketball well together. Yeah, John Beeline's yeah. a great coach. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's it. That's it. That's the episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. It's gonna be a while, right? Uh, we should probably yeah. It's it's gonna, good, I'm gonna be out of town good. the next two weeks. Um, and there's nothing pressing, but there's it's a good two and a half months till. Uh, yeah, we should do, we'll do one in a few weeks. Maybe we'll we'll come back. Uh, a candid announcement is that we we did record one episode that we never never saw what air. Happened? What happened, Mike? Tell the listeners what happened. Uh, you know we we've we, already hinted at this. Yeah, we talked for like an hour about uh, hour twenty. Our top, our top, uh, whatever top of all time Duke basketball players <laughs> from our days, DBJ years. So ninety four on, on top four year players. Top, top three, three, four three, year three guys. or four year players. And we we had our list. We argued. I made some stupid comments. Pete lorded over me with facts. And then and Not then we realized that, or I realized that. I had accidentally clicked the stop record button like eight or nine minutes into the podcast, and we had just been talking to ourselves, you know, for like seventy minutes. And then we were so discouraged, we just couldn't bring ourselves to re-record it. Uh, you know, things got hectic this summer, and we ended up just taking time off. But we should come back and do some version of that at some point. It's a, it's a good conversation, and and I think it's, yeah. uh, I, I think it's good. It would it would have been good to hear what other people have to say if you disagreed with our rankings, you know, tweet, email, yeah. whatever. Maybe one day we'll start up a website. Yeah, uh, our email for everybody who uh, doesn't have it is uh, Duke Basketball Junkies at gmail dot com. Duke BB Junkies. Hmm. Very very professional, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> It's either Duke BB Junkies or it's Duke Basketball Junkies. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, and you can send us an email. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, this year, I think we might try to read. So if you send us a short email or you know maybe a paragraph or a question from emails, we'll, we'll read them on air. And, Basically, uh, address... we would like to interact more. Yeah, we'd, we, yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd love we'd... to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear stuff that you want us to talk about. We want to hear about disagreements you have with us, you know. Yeah, I mean, we'll, maybe we'll pick one each podcast to read, uh, and you know, so send away, and uh, you know, if there's more than one that's really interesting, we'll, we'll address more than one. But we'll, we'll try and select one each podcast for this season. Uh, alternate opinions, you you know, brown nosing us, whatever you want to send in. Uh, all right, that's it. That's it for the podcast. Thanks for uh, listening, guys. All right, we'll and, miss uh, you while we're gone. And, it's um, going to be a great year, I think. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a great year. <laughs> okay. Go Duke. Go Duke, over and out.